the college football experience, Oklahoma Sooners 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, yeah, score exclusive perks, content, and contest, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollars in a thousand dollar prize to first place. Essentially, join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/patreon. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/patreon. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Episode the last year in the Big Twelve coming our way for uh, the 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 folks in Norman, and I'm excited to talk to talk ball here with you know regarding Oklahoma. They had a tough tough uh, first year under Venables, and we're gonna dive into that. We're gonna dive into the portal. We're gonna dive into the offense, the defense, the special teams, and go game by game on the Sooner schedule. Um, but hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And if you are, you will, you will see that I am joined by a guest here. Uh, you've heard him on the NBA gambling podcast. You've heard him on the MLB gambling podcast, but he also writes a ton of great college football content that I give you Lante Smith. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Uh, looking forward to going through this with you, uh, man. Second time back. I thought you, after the first time I, I was, I was wondering, I, I was I, wondering if you were going to hit me up again, so I'm I, glad to I, be back. Man. Yeah, I told you, beware what you wish for, folks. <laughs> and and I guess I guess if you're if you're wondering who the hell am I am, you know, geez, who the hell I am? This is my eighth podcast today, so I wow. got a little bit of word. You know, the the brain starts to slow down a little bit. You can't make sense. Starts sounding like you've been a boxer in his seventies. <laughs> um, but uh, but folks, yes, you're probably wondering just who the hell I am. My name is Colby Swigger, database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was. It's like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. I think that that's what they got to do. If it's Oklahoma, if you're an Oklahoma fan, you gotta say last year, pretend it never happened. Let's get along with our life. All right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, but let's dive into it a little bit from last season before uh, we talk portal and stuff, the Brent Venables era, you know, he was a defense coordinator at Oklahoma for a long time before going to Clemson, obviously did great things at Clemson. He played at Kansas state for legendary coach, Bill Snyder. Uh, last season, you know, you, six and seven season, first losing season in a long time since uh, the late nineties. And, um, you know, th- it's funny. I listened to a lot of other content and, and, you know, people were quick to point out how many close losses they had seven point loss to Kansas state who won the conference three point loss to Baylor three point loss to West Virginia, three point loss in double overtime to Texas tech. And then a three point loss to Florida state in the cheese it bowl. Now, that's all good. I, I understand that point. I understand that point. But at the same time, you lost to West Virginia, who was not very good, right? <laughs> right. I mean, there's no that you like. I don't know how you butter that thing up, and and then uh, you know losing at home to Baylor, you know losing at home and K, the K State game was basically a 14 point game. It was like a, a last second score to make it a seven right. point yep. game. So I think it's a little bit. A little bit, you know. It depends how you want to push the narrative on 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 on, a, on when you're talking about the team. I'm just going to go ahead and say they weren't what we thought they were last year. Obviously, 49 49 point loss to to Texas. That happens again. That'll get you fired. Uh, and and obviously TCU. But that that's because Dylan Gabriel got dinged up. How would you assess his first season? 
Yeah, so I, like I, we were talking a little bit off air, I think it's a little I'm a little bit indifferent about it. I mean, I usually try to give a little bit more slack to first year coaches being that they're transitioning into something that they've never done before, um, especially being in this big of a position in with the Oklahoma Sooners. And I mean, he, the personnel is kind of it is what it is. I mean, those these are not his guys. But again, some games he was mis- they were mismanaged. Um, you mentioned the, this is the first time they were below 500 since 98. Um, this was the first time. This is the most losses they've had since 97. So things like that aren't supposed to happen at Oklahoma. I don't care what kind of personnel you have. You're not supposed to be um, as bad as, as they were last year. I mean, I think they were 122nd in overall uh, defensive uh, metric, uh, or the defense scoring defense, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was obviously a disaster but again you had some issues with dylan dylan gabriel and uh you know him being in and out of the lineup and that was big for them they didn't have a quarterback running the wildcat um against yeah. uh, texas they couldn't even throw the ball and that was disgusting to watch um yeah. but yeah so overall it was a disaster but again i'm kind of optimistic um on the bunch this year and i'm sure pretty sure we'll get into that in a few minutes yeah, yeah, and and another thing about they only beat one team with a winning record a season yep. ago. Um, so I mean, as much as you want to praise them for the other things, you know, beating only one team with a winning record stands out as well. Um, once again, I'm not trying to push the narrative that they suck. I'm just saying I hear everyone talking about how many close losses they had, and I feel like you, you got to give a little more context than that, you know. So uh, look, it's going to be interesting because I do think Brent Venables is a is going to end up being a, probably a pretty solid coach. I just think, you know, patience, like you said, uh, yep. first year is always tough, the portal, all this stuff. Another thing and, and to, to remember is Oklahoma put a target on their back by announcing they were moving to the sec two, a couple of years ago. So they're getting everyone's best punch. And that's something I think we're going to talk about a lot on this episode. So uh, look, we're going to dive into it. But before we do that, I want to tell you folks out there that the Oklahoma Sooners 2023 college football season preview episode on the college football experience is brought to you by sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yes. Sports Gathering Podcast Patreon is a perfect, uh, perfect really for any diehard DGen. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast. Yes, you might hear a story about how Patty C cost me ten grand, right? It's happened before, right? Uh, or when we're hanging out with Mike Leach or something like that. We have some good stories that I think we can tell off air, aka via Patreon. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah. Check it out. Uh, there's even a Discord channel just for our patrons. Uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will. And I think I, sometimes when you start rat- rattling off this ad, don't get it confused, folks. We we always will give away our picks for free. All right, we're never going to be one of those. Call one. Hey, this is Pick Dundee. Call one eight hundred Pick Dundee here. All right, and because let's be honest. I mean, if I if I knew every fucking game. I'd be living on a yacht in Bora Bora and I would not have, I would have zero interest in talking to you. I'll be honest, right? <laughs> like if I knew every game, like it was back to the future too, you know, with uh, just picking every, picking every game, then I would have honestly zero interest in t- like, I would just be sitting on my yacht every day, enjoying life. Um, but yeah. Okay. So the picks will still be free. I, we do think we are knowledgeable. We're just saying, you know, you listen to some of these hacks. It's like, Dude, if you did this, why would you be making this commercial? But anyway, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Hopefully, you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Reminder that I also host the FCS college football experience. This is the college football experience and the college basketball experience I host every single night of the season once the basketball season tips. So uh, Sooners, I know Porter Moser, you know, it's big year for him in Norman. Uh, also the college baseball experience. Oklahoma keeps a decent baseball team. Check us out. Uh, also the big 12 college experience, which is on our feed. I don't host that one, but we, it is on our feed. So, uh, and it's fantastic. So check out that as well. Come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. All right. Well, look, previewing these teams. And I know we, I kind of told you this on the Nevada episode. Yeah. Man, f- five or six years ago, you really could just kind of breeze over the portal. That's not oh, really, yeah. <laughs> it's not really accessible these days. Like you have to dive into the portal and see. Right, it's such a big phase in college football. I think if you're not doing it, that's why I'm very curious to see because Clemson's Clemson's fell off a little bit since the portal's gotten a little crazy. They're still good, yeah. but they fell off a little bit, and I'm I'm curious long term 
if uh, Dabo Sweeney's uh, no portal policy is the best option for their program. But let's talk about it with Oklahoma because they certainly believe in the transfer portal. Um, departing, uh, they lost defensive lineman Derek LeBlanc, four star transfer, according to 24 7 Sports. He heads out to the UCF Golden Knights, who are on the schedule this year. Actually, I think homecoming is against UCF. So interesting. That's a tough loss to lose a guy who's a four star to uh, a team that, well, I guess for one year you're going to be playing. Um, then you have uh, offensive tackle Cullen Montgomery, another four star, headed out to the Memphis Tigers. Interesting. Um, also, safety Jamarian Burt is in the portal, looking for a home. I think that's what's interesting too. You get so many players that hit the portal, and and right. it's, it's sometimes you you can't find yourself a home. Now most of, most of the players at Oklahoma will have no problem finding a home, but you get to some of those other programs, start talking Tulsa or something. You better make sure you have a home. Um, safety Damon Harmon headed out to North Carolina A and T. Hey, there you go. Right? I mean Greensboro, North Carolina. Right? Yeah, um, they're gonna need it. They're gonna need it. Yeah, they're gonna need it. Uh oh, because uh, <laughs> uh, Vincent Brown, brand new head coach, coming in. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna need it. <laughs> they're gonna need see it. this. They lost, the, they lost the running back to um to Virginia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're really, right. Really you're good. Right. Yeah, really good. Yeah, they're, they're transitioning to another conference. Like it's like the second conference in the last three years. So, yeah, man, I don't want to make it an anti podcast. My bad. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good, man. We love. We don't. Hey, we love all the conferences. Like I said, I host the FCS College Football Experience. Let's talk North Carolina A&T. We'll talk about it on that feed because uh, they are jumping into the CAA. Cornerback uh, Jaden Davis, four star transfer. Once again, man, losing these four-star transfers is a little alarming. Uh, to the Miami Hurricanes, maybe they, you know, John Ruiz has this gigantic collective, so maybe they offered him a shit ton of money. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, he's out to the Hurricanes, and then defensive lineman Corey Roberson goes to SMU, who is on the schedule this year as well. Uh, wide receiver Damon Smith in the portal, quarterback Micah Bowens in the portal. Uh, offensive lineman Bray Walker heads out to Texas State, uh, as well as Marcus Alexander, another offensive lineman, heads out to the Sun Belt in Texas State. Uh, Memphis did grab a four-star defensive lineman and Josh Ellison, so uh, that's another substantial loss worth noting. They also lost defensive end Cavante Henry to the portal. Defensive end Clayton Smith landed at Arizona State. Defensive lineman Alton Tarber is in the portal. Defensive lineman Cedric. Roberts portal wide receiver uh, Davion Woolen is is in the portal as well. Um, New Mexico grabbed a safety Bryson Washington. Wisconsin grabbed quarterback Nick Evers, which I don't think is a big loss considering the depth that the Sooners have at the quarterback position. Yep. Uh, not not a knock against Evers, he might be all right, but I'm just saying Oklahoma's got guys. Uh, wide receiver Tr- uh, Travon West uh, in the portal. Uh, safety Jordan Mukes heads out to Abilene Christian. Cornerback Kendall Dennis to South Florida. Wide receiver Brian Darby Portal. Man, they got a, this is a long list. Uh, <laughs> co- cornerback Joshua Eaton to Texas State. That's the third Texas State loss. Wide receiver Theo Weiss. I know him. Four star transfer. He's he's a solid wide out. Heads out to Missouri. All right. That's Whew. a good get for Missouri. That is a good get for Missouri. That is really a good uh, a good get for Missouri. All right, now what the Oklahoma Sooners land? What the Oklahoma Sooners landed now? Offensive tackle Aaron Parks had entered the portal in late June. He's a four-star. They were able to talk him back. I think that is a win within itself. Even though you're not going to see that uh, when when grading the portal, uh, defensive lineman uh, Dejon Terry comes in from Tennessee. He's a three-star recruit uh, in Knoxville. Um, Samford go, going out. No, I'm not, I'm sorry. Ferris state, not Sanford. They have the similar looking mascot yeah. uh, linebacker. Yeah, BC, right? yeah. And they're nasty. Yeah, They've won two, yeah. two national championships back to yeah. back. Yeah. He's uh, all American too. Yeah. Connor Neal coming in yeah. from Ferris state in Michigan. Uh, nice get there. And then Appalachian state offensive lineman, Troy Everett app state keeps some pretty good offensive linemen too. I feel like they, they're like a yeah. good yeah. power running team. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this one, I don't know how you feel about this stuff, man, but this drives me crazy. Wide receiver Brennan Thompson leaves Texas to go to Oklahoma. What (laughs) the fuck, man? You can go anywhere. You can go anywhere. (laughs) I remember on the old shows used to have a a soundboard. I I still have it, but I got to find it. Like the, the soundboard's been adjusted. Hold on. I will find, here we go. 
<laughs> I mean, I, he's going to play too. Like he's going to play there. He's going to play at, at OU. There's nothing sacred anymore. You know what I mean? Not like they're kids, supposed to, kids, to be, uh, as uh, there hasn't been a Carolina Duke transfer in basketball yet, but that, that thing's coming at some point oh, yeah. it's coming. Yeah. Like you gotta, you, there's a hundred, there's 133 FBS teams. All right. There should just be one. Look, I want players to have the freedom to go to whatever school they want, with exception <laughs> to your arch rival. All right, that's the only <laughs> line I'm saying here. All right, I support the freedom, but come on, man, the arch rival. I mean, I don't know. I just yeah. I like I, I just don't understand how you wake up, you put on the, the Texas uniform last year, now you're switching over to Oklahoma uniform. He might be a damn good receiver, nice guy, but damn. <laughs> it's killing me. It's killing me. Um, uh, so he, yeah. And Bre- so Brennan Thompson's coming in to Oklahoma. I suppose it's a good get. Um, yeah, he's going, he's going to play. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Michigan wide receiver, Andrew Anthony, you know, Michigan's interesting because I feel like they don't pass the ball. They some they could have some gems in their wide receiver, yeah, you know, they uh, don't. unit. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they might, they might have gyms, but like you said, they just don't pass the ball. Yeah, they don't just commit like, to um, it. Just like with Iowa, you remember Charlie Jones was there and then he yeah, goes to Purdue right. and he looks like, he looks like Wes Welker. Like, Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, Charlie so, I mean, Jones, he, dude, he had like 200 targets. I feel like like, like he broke, he I, was by far. I would, take the, I would take the over on that. He was probably <laughs> get, every time, every time there was dropped back and he was always open. He, yeah. He was like, he was killing Walker, it. Edelman. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, so. killing it. Uh, so per- perhaps a nice, uh, maybe an underrated get there in Andrew Anthony defensive lineman, Rondell, uh, Balthroyd comes in from wake forest, wake forest. Dave Clawson calls that the incubator where he he's got these guys like Kenneth Walker, right? He does a great job developing talent in Winston Salem there. So wa- watch out. I bet you uh Balthroyd who's a four-star get anyway, watch yeah, him, be, like a, him, too. Watch him yeah. be a stud, watch him be yeah. a stud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they also bring in uh Miami, Ohio offensive guard, Caleb Schaefer, who was very good in the Mac. Really good. Really yeah. Good. Defense lineman, Davon Sears from Texas state. This is hilarious. They take three guys. They gave three of their guys to Texas state essentially just so they could get their best defensive lineman, Davon Sears. <laughs> so we got trades happening in college football folks. Uh, <laughs> offensive tackle, Walter Rouse from Stanford. Once again, Stanford's like entire team transferred out when their coach uh, retired. So yep. That's a nice get. Safety Reggie Pearson Jr. comes over from Texas Tech once again. I mean, I'm not going to call this one out as much as Texas, but still, I mean, come on, man, you fucking (laughs) what the fuck? Um, And then uh, Oklahoma State. What? Oh wow! I I I mean, I mean, defensive lineman Trace Ford comes in from Oklahoma State. See, this is what I mean, man. It's like this this is just. this, this, you get, you give, you, you give them the portal, say go, go, and this crazy shit starts happening. Got to um, put the no trade clause on them. Like, like, got to put, got to put something. Yeah, you got like to write that into clause. that, write that into the the, the scholarship. <laughs> the contract. Yeah, yeah you gotta, something. Say <laughs> so you can go anywhere. All right, just not. There's like tech. Honestly, like Oklahoma should just be like, uh, no one can transfer to Oklahoma State or or Texas. That's it. I'm good. Anywhere else, 130 other schools you can transfer to and FCS 200 and some. All right. Um, anyway, uh, I mean, they're killing it in the portal though. They keep landing all these guys, uh, Indiana linebacker, Desan McCullough. This guy was a, f- a five-star recruit, I believe from Indiana. I mean, that doesn't happen at Indiana and that's why he leaves for Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> this, this one, I understand this one. I very much understand. Um, tight end Austin Stogner who transferred out of Oklahoma a year ago to go to South Carolina. Uh, didn't put up the numbers. He thought he would do at South Carolina. Cause Jaheim bell is a stud um, bounces back to Oklahoma. That's a good get. It was good a couple of years ago with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Uh, tight end. Also Blake Smith from Texas A and M comes into the Sooners. Uh, punter Luke Elzinga from Central Michigan comes in, and this one was a huge get here. Defensive lineman Jacob Lacey from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Man, Notre Dame's line of scrimmage, we could talk always elite. Yeah, know? that's a nice, always that's a really elite. nice get by Oklahoma. So when it's all said and done, 
I think they won the transfer portal. I think, I mean, it's almost a wash to me, but like, I still feel like they won the portal. They got guys. They, they wanted when it comes to like these blue bloods in college football, I feel like it's like when you preview Ohio state or LSU or something, there's going to be a lot of talented players that leave, Yep. but a lot of times cause they're backups to me, I always pay attention to what they get because it's pinpointing the flaw in their roster and they're going out to try to get guys. And if they're interested in, in you, that means you can play pretty much. Absolutely. Um, so, so I, would you say they won the portal? What do you, what would you gr- say? Yeah, I give them a slight, a uh, slight upgrade um, simply because they lost more impactful players offensively. And I think like you just mentioned, Oklahoma offensively is still going to be what they are. I mean, even people thought since Venables was coming in defensive minded head coach that their offense would fall back, obviously because Lincoln um, being offensive minded, but their offense was fine. Uh, I think they still were, if not, they were on par, if not a little bit better than they were the year that Lincoln was there. Um, But I think the gets that they got really improved their defense, which is what need, which what's actually needs to be improved is their, is their defense offensively. They're always going to have good backs. They're always going to have good receivers. Um, and you can coach at Libby is, is good on the offensive side. They got one of the best offensive line coaches there. Um, losing three offensive linemen, uh, one to the NFL, well, two to the NFL actually. And then another, um, was second team big 12 that kind of bothered me a little bit also, but again, they got one of the best O-line coaches. They always are going to have good offensive linemen and they brought in some solid offensive linemen in the portal. So I would say, uh, slightly a win, um, to me. I agree. I completely agree. Let's talk a little bit about the offense because Jeff Levy uh, a year ago, 31st in scoring offense. Remember Dylan Gabriel missed two games too. 31st in scoring offense, 10th in rushing offense, 41st in passing offense, 13th in total offense. Um, Jeff Levy is a fantastic offense coordinator when it comes to, to, you know, putting points on the board and, and being a top offense. He did that at Ole Miss. Now, if you haven't listened to our show before regarding Jeff Levy, he drives me crazy. <laughs> and and the, the rule changes drive me absolutely crazy. So Dylan Gabriel is a very good quarterback, but I have a, a ton of issues with the style that Matt Corral did this at Ole Miss. And I think I, 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 I don't know Jeff Levy personally, but I believe this is part of his philosophy because Levy was at Ole Miss with Matt Corral. He comes over to, and he was at UCF with Dylan Gabriel. So Dylan Gabriel did this at UCF. Then I saw Matt Corral do this at Ole Miss. Now I see Gabriel do it again at at Oklahoma. And he got, if you remember, he got knocked out of two games. Look, I don't wish injury on anybody, but at the same time, I have, I, I, I find it ridiculous that they do these quarterback draws and you're basically a running back in these scenarios with Dylan Gabriel or Matt Corral. And they do this abrupt slide that at the very last second at the very last possible second, they slide and the defenders already committed and they get the 15 yard penalty. So it, it drives me absolutely fucking crazy. Cause what they're doing is trying to take advantage of this rule with player safety. Right. And as you recall last year, I believe it was the TCU game. Yep, it was yep. where the dude hit him late as hell. And look, in this scenario, the guy was actually late. But to me, I it was like, you want to fuck around and keep doing this? This is what you get. You know what I mean? Like this is this is what you get. It reminds me of the Kenny Pickett fake slide. Like I have, I actually think we should have a policy where we can't, we shouldn't allow that. Like the like if you're going to be a running back and do this, if the quarterback's going to take off and decide to run, I think you should get if you're going to try to do this and, uh, and abuse the rules for safety, I think there should be a penalty for that. So I fucking hate this offense because of that. <laughs> because I, I, dude, it drives me. I was watching so many of these Oklahoma games. I think it was the Nebraska game and stuff like that. And I'm like, they, they, they kept getting those 15 yard penalties. And I'm like, man, it's bullshit. Cause they're playing on that. They're play- If you're, if you're a defender, you're running up, you're a defensive back or some linebacker and you're running up and at Full the very speed. yeah full speed at the very last second that shit happens and that, like like i said i don't want players to get hurt but at the same time i'm like if there's ever a case where you deserve to be hurt in my opinion this, these would be the cases so uh it drives me crazy i don't know about you i mean look the offense flies the offense does things but that is something that i truly believe 
Levy instills in his players. He's like, Hey, we can take advantage of the 15 yard penalty. So do this slide very abruptly. You know, you watch, you watch other, you watch other quarterbacks and like, you can tell they're sliding like, like three seconds before, like they do it a very abrupt style and corral did it at Ole Miss. And it drives me fucking crazy as someone that loves football. I never, I never paid attention to it, but now that you are bringing it up, I'm kind of thinking about how many penalties they drew, like personal fouls that they drew, and that was how uh, Gabriel got hurt. That is, that is yeah. how he got hurt. And look, that, and, and I actually think on that play, that guy was late, but at the same time, I, I could see my if I was a defender, my patience would be tired of that shit. I'd be like, you know what, <laughs> I'm just gonna go all in. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just it personally drives me absolutely crazy watching that offense when that happens, when, when those specific plays, I, the, otherwise the offense is, is cooking always, but, yeah. but I don't know. I just think, I, I think like to me, we're trying to make the game safer and it's like, they're doing that to abuse it. It's within the rules right now, but it's like, what are we really doing here? By you doing it that abruptly, you're a, I think you're making the injury more possible. So it's like I don't know. I just I just it just drives me crazy, man. It just That's drives a good me point. crazy. I never yeah. thought of I never thought of it like that, or I never even looked at. It. I just sometimes I'm not a fan of what he does with Oklahoma right now because I mean, if you know that they're struggling defensively, I mean, try to slow it down a little bit. I'm not saying you have to huddle up, but I mean, you know the defense is struggling, and if you're not clicking and you're going, you know, a million miles per hour, it's fine when it's working. Obviously, um, everything is, but. I mean, kind of be a little bit more pace if you know the defense is struggling to get them a little bit of uh, of breathe a little breather here. Yeah, um, no, that so makes that, sense. That's one of the things yeah. I have a problem with. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's very fair. So look, Dylan Gabriel comes back, and like I said, like he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback when he's healthy. Now, here's the thing: he's got to stay healthy because uh, Jackson Arnold, who uh, is the backup quarterback, who's a freshman. Apparently this guy's a fucking stud. Like everyone, yeah. <laughs> this guy's yeah. gonna be like a like a top ten pick. So, Dylan Gabriel, I'd watch it on those abrupt slides because you get knocked <laughs> out at one of these games, your season, your career might be over because of uh, well, your career at Oklahoma might be over because Jackson Arnold is apparently that guy. I I, I I've seen like people say like Caleb Williams two point or something like that, or, or you know Kyler Murray two point or something like that. So watch out, beware that uh, the backup. So that's good depth though, if for, for, for yeah. analyzing the team, the quarterback position. And they also have a fourth string quarterback named general booty. Can we talk about this? <laughs> I mean, I mean this, he actually this got a start last year, this I can root for, you know what I mean? <laughs> this I'm on board. All right. Uh, I mean, best names, somebody gosh. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, this is fantastic work there. Uh, the running back positions. Interesting. Javante Barnes, Marcus uh, major at the running back spots. I know they also uh, brought in a, they have a freshman Dalen smothers that I think they're, they're excited about. So the yeah, running back, really yeah, the running really back good. room seems, seems really good and, he, and he's been recruiting fairly well. So that's always a good sign. Uh, you, despite having a, a losing season in your first year, uh, the receiver position. I think this is one we circle because yep. Yep. Y- y- this is kind of the where we're counting on these transfers. A- Andrell Anthony and and Thompson, the Texas and Michigan transfer. They do have Drake Stoops, son of of Bo- legendary Oklahoma coach Bob Stoops. Uh, he's a, he's a decent wideout. And Jalil, uh, how do I say this one? F- Farouk, I think it is. Yep. Um, yep. And then uh, so the the receiver position cl- seemed to be an area of weakness from a season ago. How do you feel about the wideouts coming into 2023? Yeah, that's the biggest question mark I have offensively is the wide receiver. Now, Farouk is he's fine. He's actually pretty versatile. He, they can give it to him out of the backfield. Um, he can line up in a slot. He can line up out wide. Um, he actually lined up out wide 86 percent of the time. Um, he almost almost had 500 yards, had five touchdowns, and that was with Marvin Mims and Theo Weiss on the roster. So he performed pretty well. But again, it's a lot easier to be a number three than it is to be a number one, which yeah. is what they're probably going to be, you know, expecting from Farouk because he's already had a year in the system. He knows the language. He knows, you know, where to be, where he, he has a rapport with Dylan Gabriel. So they're going to expect him to be the number one. Now going from new, number two to number one is hard enough, but now you're going to from number three to number one. And I'm not sure. I, I don't know if he's ready for that just yet. So it's going to have to be more so a committee. And the other guys we were talking about, like Michigan, the Michigan transfer um, I mean, he didn't have a lot of experience because Michigan is a ground and pound team. They don't, they don't throw the ball unless they have to. And, 
Brandon Thompson, I mean, I think he's fun, but once again, he probably left because A.D. Mitchell was there, and he was like, well, you know, they're getting um, Isaiah ne- uh, Nayer back. Uh, A.D. Mitchell's coming in. I'm probably not going to see the ball. Uh, now, again, he could have transferred anywhere yeah. else to play, but, you know, uh, but, I mean, it's just a, a, big, a big question mark here. Uh, Stogner is going to be a big addition to him. He's really good um, pass blocking as well, but, again, that was in a different system. He has to learn um, the Levy system and uh, get the verbiage down. But, overall, this is the biggest question mark I have. Not saying obviously they have they have talent there, but again, none of these guys have had the experience of being a number one, and it's all going to be on Farouk, who was number three last year, to become that number one wide receiver. Yeah, I, that's uh, I completely uh, I'll echo whatever you just said because the wide receiver position is still the biggest question mark. They got talent, but you know, the, normally Oklahoma has guys that you know are going to be like right for sure. You're like, Hey, this guy will be a first or second round draft pick or something. Now I'm not saying fruit can't accomplish that, but there's certainly a lot of question marks. Uh, if he, if you know, regarding him being the top guy, uh, the offensive line does return four or five starters in a way. All right. So like Walter Rouse comes in from Stanford. So he wasn't a starter at Oklahoma, but he's a starter. You have four guys that have started college football games. Yeah. Also, the other right tackle spot who they're breaking in the newcomer uh, started. Uh, well, I believe started one game, played nine with TCU, and that is Tyler Guyton. Uh, so offensive line, I feel all right about the offensive line. Um, yeah. Rip- let, me, let me ask you something about the, about the oh, about Walter Rouse or oh, Rouse. Uh, is he is he back good? I know he had offseason surgery, um, so I'm not sure if he's like 100% if they were holding him out for, you know, precautionary reasons. So have you read anything about him being good? Because I'm kind of seeing not much being said about if he's going to be ready for spring or whatever. Maybe I just overlooked it. No, no, no. I, I haven't seen if he will be starting on day one, but I do think by the time, and that's what uh, we can talk about too, is like, they don't have a power five non-con game. So they basically, right. they, you know, they were supposed to play Georgia. Folks don't know, might, might not know this. They were supposed to play Georgia. Greg Sankey urged Georgia and Oklahoma to cancel that series so they could profit off it with their sec money right. a year from now. So uh, that's a nice break. Not having to play Georgia. It's a nice, that's an, I'd say that's a nice break. But yeah, I mean, I, I do think by the time big 12 play opens up conference play, I think they should be they should, he should be ready to go by then. Um, but yeah, I, that's something to monitor for sure. Good yeah, okay. point. I yeah. I didn't know if you had seen anything that I was, I had circled on my sheet. I mean, this guy has started 39 games at Stanford. Yeah. 39. So I would say if he's a hundred percent, he's going to start, I think. Yeah. Um, so uh, the defensive side of the ball, Ted roof, old school, old Duke head coach, Ted roof. Coming in, uh, you know, last year was his first year. I know some people questioned the hire, but uh, they're probably questioning it even more this year. But uh, uh, 98th in scoring defense a year ago, uh, 105th in rush defense, 118th in pass defense, 121st in overall defense. So the there's 131 teams a year ago. This is a bottom 10 defense in America. The question is, is how fast can Venables patch it up? Obviously, we touched on the transfer portal and he's bringing in guys, but still, I mean. 121st is 121st. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, and you're Oklahoma. You're, yeah, you're down there. Yeah. With, you're down there with the uh with the Texas States, the yeah. Rose. Uh, <laughs> that's horrible. That's even horrible. well, let's say even if he does land these transfers, like what is a reasonable expectation? Like top 80? Well, that would be gotta, a great improvement. Yeah. You know, like yeah. gotta be top 80. Yeah. Um, but uh, the defensive line, you know, obviously Lacey comes in from Notre Dame. Now he wasn't he played in 37 games there, didn't start. Played in 37 games there, but still Notre Dame's very good on the line of scrimmage. Uh, Bothroyd coming in from Wake Forest, penciled him to be a starter. He started at Wake. Uh, also, uh, R. Mason Thomas at the other end spot, and Jonah Lalulu. Uh, so three of four back on the defensive line. That I mean, wait, uh, that's a little. Three starters played college football on the defensive line. The portal changes this, so you 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 get in such a rhythm of yeah. saying three three right. or four starters back on the defensive line. You're like, well, not at Oklahoma, but <laughs> uh, anyway, linebacking core. Danny Stutzman's back. Uh, 
the son McCullough comes in from Indiana who I know, uh, you know, we, they raved about him and obviously he was a big time recruit for Indiana. Also breaking in a new middle linebacker in Jaron Canick. Now this is an area Venables played linebacker as we alluded to, but uh, only one returning starter, a little bit of a red flag there. Uh, on the linebacker, I kind of like the linebacker core. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that um, from what I've been reading, uh, Venables is spending a lot more time with those linebackers. Obviously, that's the position he played, and that's what he was comfortable with at Clemson. And I think the key to his uh, defenses is the linebacker core. Um, I think Stutzman and um, the Indiana transfer coming in. I think they'll master that again. They got to get a bigger, a deeper rotation because Stutzman was on the on the field uh, a lot more than what you would want from your best linebacker. I mean, you got to give him a little bit of a break and to rotate those guys in and out of there. So, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of bullish on the front seven. Um, now the back end, I know we'll get to, that's the, that's where I have, you know, the question marks, but the front seven, I think they'll be fine. Um, you know, with Venables doing his thing in second year, second is going to be a language that they've already familiar with. They're just kind of perfecting what they do. So I think the front seven will be fine. Uh, it's just the back end that I'm kind of worried about. Yeah, the back end. Let's talk about that because they return strong safety Billy Bowman, um, and also Woody Washington at the corner spot. But that's it. Now they are bringing in the Texas Tech transfer Reggie Pearson at the free safety spot. Also, the other corner spot uh, looks like it's going to be Kendall Dolby. Uh, man, that that I can see why you're concerned there. Let me ask you this: uh, Brent Venables was in the ACC for a while. This is why I'm kind of bullish on Jeff Brown and Louisville this year. The ACC hasn't had the most explosive offenses. You looked at like NC State sure. had Tim Beck, and I was like, why do they like you know they could Running be a lot better? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would drive me crazy. <laughs> me drive, you know, like you'd have just North Carolina was super explosive. There's no denying that uh, over the past couple of years with Josh Downs, and then you had Michael Carter and stuff at the running back spot. And okay, that was like your one explosive to pit is not an explosive offense ever really since not since Dan Marino. I feel like um, right. Uh, Boston college. No Syracuse. No uh, Virginia, a little bit under Brennan Armstrong, but yeah, when, when, not, when Robert and I was there, yeah, they, yeah. they were, yeah. but, Virginia, but that was just one year though. That was just one yeah, year. Yeah. Just one year. And then uh, Virginia tech, not really even under Beamer, not really. Um, so Florida state. Okay. You go back to Jimbo's era. Yeah. But not, not really over since then, but so I wonder if Venables coming in after those experiences in the ACC is like, yeah, you know, we got this. And then realizing how good some of these big 12 offenses are. I mean, like that's a good question. I, I've never heard anybody say anything and say it or break it down like that. That's a very, very good point actually. Well, and there's, uh, and there's a lot of diversity offensively as far as like right. when you play Texas tech, you know, they're going to air it out with, they have three different quarterbacks. They air it out. You right. know, Texas was like a power running team last year. With right. with Quinn Ewers, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's going to air it out. Kansas State power running team, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times running uh, the their quarterbacks. Uh, you know, from team to team, Kansas with Jalen Daniels and doing all this, uh, this option stuff. Um, it, it's just a, a lot of difference to me going uh, going up against the offenses in the Big Twelve than say the ACC, where I think yeah, even get, at, what's that? It, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just feel like you can kind of get. Pigeonholed and like we're gonna play this style of defense. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I'm like agree. Yeah. in the Big Twelve, I feel like it's a jack of all trades. It, game yeah. in, game out. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are the, what are they doing? Um, and then you got some teams that can do both really well. So you kind of like you're kind of off balance. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Clemson out of conference when Venables was there, I don't think they played any like pass happy offenses. Um, so he he wasn't really prepped for that to be honest. I mean, and it's not like Clemson was throwing it all over the yard when he was there outside of, you know, Lawrence. And even then they were kind of more balanced. They wouldn't let Lawrence drop back, you know, 35, you know, 30, 35 times a game yeah. like some of these do in the big 12. So that's a, that's a hell of a point right there. Yeah. Well, that's why I think Brom can succeed. Uh, you know, I, I feel like it's kind of like a fish out of water. Sometimes that works for you, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I have concerns on the def- defensive side of the ball in general. Um, we'll see how fast, you know, this is almost like the Deion Sanders argument of like, how fast can you come in and understand your system and what you want to accomplish, you right. know, yeah. and, and yeah. how, how, how fast can you execute that? Now, speaking of Deion Sanders, Brent Venables, 
Dion's catching strays from Brent Venables. Yeah, he's catching strays from everybody. What, what's going on? <laughs> why, why does everybody hate Dion, man? I don't understand. Uh, it, it's like, oh yeah, we. I didn't do the Dion route. Uh, I didn't uh, bring in a thousand transfers. Yeah, uh, you also weren't one and eleven. All right, you took over a team that was ten and two or something, nine and three that had recently been in the college football playoff. Fucking why? Why? What did he do to you? I don't understand. I don't understand. I, understand that either. I guess that's the cool thing to do. I guess it's just the cool thing. Gosh, it bothers me when I see that. I'm like, what do you? Why? Why? Look. All right, this is. A, you went and got a guy from Texas. Dion can sit there. <laughs> Dion can sit there and say something about that, but he doesn't. All right, he doesn't. Um. Anyway, look, we're going to get to the schedule and go game by game on the schedule, but I'm curious. Let me ask you this point before we go to a, a, a read here, a break. Um, it, the offense you think will be better than last year? Yeah, I do. I really do simply because I think they're going to implement more on the running game. I think they're going to run those. They got like, they got like four running backs. Literally they got four backs that can come in now. I mean, Smothers, uh, Jalen, Dalen, he's good. I seen him play from, he, he's from Charlotte. I saw him play a lot. He played actually at one of my best friends uh daughter's school so i got to watch him a, a bunch um he actually a lot of people don't know he actually didn't play his senior year uh i think he switched schools and something happened but he's gonna be really good and my point is they have four really good backs that they can rotate in and out so it's no reason not to give those guys multiple carries and they had two guys uh javante barnes and uh let me find the other guy's name uh well Sasha. Sawchuck. They had they had a hundred yard games in the bowl in the in the bowl yeah. game. Yeah, with a lot of the backups playing that game too. They right. played hard. So I for think them. they'll be I think they'll be fine offensively, and that'll just open up more um or take less pressure off of those wide receivers. So yeah, I think they'll be a, a little bit better than last year. Yeah, I, I, I think it also they only play eight or I'm sorry, they only play the, the conference power five. So the numbers right. will be better, I think. Yeah. Def- and and defensively, I'm gonna go ahead and guarantee that they won't be bottom ten. Now the question is even if you're in your eighties, can you actually have a, can you compete for a big 12 championship? If your defense is 85th or something like that, 75th, that's the question. I do think the defense will be better. And I think it sounds like you do too, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking that I, I gotta, I'll make a bold pretty, I think they will be top 60. I think they will be top, top 60. 60. There you go. Well, not, and 50. also that helps not playing that power five. <laughs> if you had Georgia right. on the schedule, you might, <laughs> <It's> you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just think that, I mean, it's second year with them and then another linebacker core being the key to his defense. I think they'll, they'll be better. I mean, if, if he's not better, he better pack his bag. He better have his bags back. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah, cause very they're not, true. yeah. They're not staying around no matter how good he's recruiting. They can't have another, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think seven wins, seven, eight wins. I don't think that's doing, I think nine or more you got to be able to to do, especially with returning. You got your returning quarterback, your, your OC, your DC all back. So you didn't lose much. Yeah. So you only got better. So you gotta, you gotta produce here. And I mean, big 12 is kind of like after Texas and, and Oklahoma, I think everybody else is kind of a, a notch below them. So there is no excuse. It's, it's yeah. no excuse, here. but they have no real terrible team. In the Big Twelve, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like yeah, it's uh, not, it's if not, the worst true. team is West Virginia, which seems like every publication is projecting West Virginia beat Oklahoma a season ago right. uh, with the worst team. Yeah, with the worst yeah, team. yeah, exactly. So, folks, uh, we're gonna go game by game on the schedule. But uh, before we do that, I want to tell you the Oklahoma Sooners 2023 season preview episode on the College Football Experience. It's brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on the ton of NFL player props. Uh, also, it's available in a ton of different markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win in their in their daily MLB contests. And of course, make sure to enter their Best Ball Mania. They're giving away three million dollars. Well, I need to join that. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Uh, Oklahoma Sooners 2023 season preview episode. Hopefully, uh, you're subscribed, watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. If you are, you see this graphic done here. Shout out to Cam, our graphics guy. But uh, the win total sitting at nine and a half. At first, when I saw that, you know, without diving into the schedule, I said, Whoa, this is a little bit high. But then I was like, Wait, I do remember Georgia, that Georgia game got canceled. So then I was like, <laughs> Okay. Okay. What was your first reaction when you saw nine and a half? Yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, I need to go bet the under before, yeah. before anybody, before anybody else does, because I mean, while I think they're improved and I mean, I think some people have 
you know, a uh, misconception of you can actually be good and not have uh, and have like a similar season or maybe a little bit like marginal um, win. Like they could win. I'm, I'm not saying that this is what they're going to do, but whatever their record was last year, what, what were they, six and seven? I mean, let's say if they go, you know, eight and five, then that's not really a bad season. It is for most people for Oklahoma, but they can still be improved, although it's only, you know, two wins in the, in the column. Again, yeah. so uh, yeah, I thought it was too. I thought it was too high to be honest at first, and then I looked at the schedule and I was like, "Well, I can kind of see it because they'll be <laughs> they'll be favored in every game, but Texas." Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, man, I don't know. I just feel like let let's get into it because uh, yeah, I think that schedule uh, and and I know a lot of people. Like I said, I, I I'm not an idiot. I go out and listen to other people do it covering this, and they say, "Well, they don't play Baylor. They don't yep. play can uh, Kansas State." They don't play Texas Tech, and I believe the fourth one is Houston. You kind of want to play Houston, but yes, I understand the point that the schedule's super easy because they don't have a Power Five in the non-con, and they miss out on arguably four of the top five teams projection-wise. But you know, people project Miami and Texas to like you know finish in the top two of the conference every year. Never really happens, but at the same time, I understand their message. Uh, week one, Saturday. September 2nd, Arkansas state, Butch Jones comes into uh, Norman, Oklahoma. I mean, Arkansas state's terrible to me. This is, this is, <laughs> Yo, I, I got, I'm on their under, yeah, I'm on their under all day. Like <laughs> yeah, I always thought Butch Jones, I mean, smart. Cause he followed Brian Kelly's career. Like Brian Kelly built up central Michigan leaves for Cincinnati, Butch Jones. Oh no, he's hired at central Michigan. Then Brian Kelly leaves Cincinnati for Notre Dame. Undefeated team. Guess who replaced him? Oh, Butch Jones, right? <laughs> then when Butch Jones had to go do it on his own at Tennessee, things didn't work out. And uh, you're seeing it again here at Arkansas State. I uh, want to know for Oklahoma. Now this game is intriguing to me right here. It is. Yep. SMU has has really been active in the portal. I feel like, man, you know they were they were nil before it was cool to be nil. You know, go go watch that thirty <laughs> for thirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, now I'll say if if people know the history on that one, I've heard a case that like Texas Texas A and M were doing that shit too. They felt threatened by SMU, and that's why they dealt them the death penalty. But watch the thirty for thirty; it's a lot of fun. SMU though is, is, is getting, they got some guys from like Bama and Miami and oh, yeah. yeah, they, they, they TCU transferring in. I think that could be a game and that's going to be a little bit of a test to see how Oklahoma does Rhett Lashley, the, uh, the head coach at SMU. I mean, I favor Oklahoma cause it's at Oklahoma. So yep. I will say two and oh, how about yourself, Lante? Yeah, I'll, I'm with you on the two and oh, if it was in, if it was uh, on an away game, I would look at it a, a lot differently because I think that offense can give, I mean, starting off, of course, you're going to have your bumps and you want to get, you want to get those out of the way. SMU is not the team. You, they lost five of the top seven in the secondary. That's not a team you want to, you know, uh, come out with your secondary being uh, on their A or you want them to true. come out on their A game. Very so true. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get them here. If it was on the road, it'd be a different story, but I think it would be a good game though. I think it'd be competitive. Yeah, agreed. Uh, then uh, this we we got a flag on the play here. That look, Oklahoma, Alabama did this shit too, and it bothers me. All right, <laughs> look, I I credit the powers five schools for going on the road playing a group of five, right? With the exception to like Alabama playing at South Florida, they did that on purpose because South Florida plays at Raymond James Stadium, and no one goes to those games, so that's an Alabama home game. You'll see it say away game. Same situation here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is going to be a home game in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The whole state, I've spent time in Oklahoma. The whole state is either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. They're not Tulsa. All right. <laughs> so this is going to be a home game. I, I, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this attempt of a, a, an away. Look at us. We play an away at a group of five. No, get out of here. This is nonsense. This is a home game. Tulsa's breaking in a brand new head coach, three and zero. How about yourself? Yeah. Yep. Hey, I'm on there under two. Tulsa. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be a rough year for them. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a rough year. Okay. So now I want to key in on so three and zero in the non-con. That's all the non-con games. Uh, the non-conference games for Oklahoma. Now I want to key in on this point of. I do believe there is something to fucking over all your schools, like with UCLA and USC leaving for the Big Ten. I was all over USC not winning. 
Pac-12 last year, even though they had Caleb Williams, who I remember that. Yep. Is because just because I was like, man, they're gonna get everyone's best shot, and they're fucking them each school's like money over substantially, like substantially, like dude, it's like Washington State might might end up in the Mountain West. You're talking about like what Mountain West makes like five million dollars a year as a, compared to like forty million dollars a year. So right. like this thing is personal with the the old Big Twelve opponents, the new ones. I don't know that they have that chip on their shoulder. If anything, they're just happy to be there. So something right. to pay attention to because they head to Cincinnati Nippert stadium to take on Cincinnati. Once again, though, I think Cincinnati, you know, uh, has been a very good program lately, but I don't know that they have this resentment towards Oklahoma. Now it is their first ever game in the big 12. So I do expect this place to be packed and rocking. But if you told me if I was Oklahoma's uh, head coach, you told me, Hey, we're going to play Cincinnati. When do you want to play them? I would say, uh, September. Cause you want to play a brand new head coach, Scott yep. Satterfield coming in. So I favor Cincinnati. He, I'm, I'm sorry. So I favor Oklahoma to get a win at Cincinnati. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, exactly. I echo everything you just said. Uh, you want to get them early. Uh, Satterfield is going to have some, he, he's going to have some bruises and bumps and bruises here also. And you want to go ahead and get those out early. Uh, I think he'll be fine there uh, later on. So like long-term, I think he'll be fine there, but right now, too much talent for Oklahoma. I think uh, too much talent on Oklahoma. So I'll take them to go uh, four and up. Yes. And then, and then, I mean, dude, who, who's working at the big 12 doing these favors for a team that's going to fuck them over a ton of money. <laughs> All right. Because they, they do this, the Cincinnati thing. They probably knew cause this Deckers thing I heard about this months ago. We just didn't know. Well, I didn't know it was Deckers. We knew it was some Iowa state players. I think they must've known about this. They just, so Iowa state, I, there's several players involved with this gambling thing. If you guys aren't f- familiar with it, Google Iowa State gambling situation because Hunter Decker's their starting quarterback. Uh, he might not ever play college football again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's he's I don't only know. a sophomore, right? Yeah, and he's a, a yeah. talented recruit. Yeah, he was good. He was Hopefully good. that doesn't happen to him. But I'm saying at the same time, um, there's a lot of players involved with this, and I would expect even if the NCAA goes light on him which who knows the NCAA has been a bunch of fools for a long time. So uh, I would expect him to probably be suspended for this point. So this is genius because Iowa state has actually played Oklahoma really well over the past five, six years. Before I looked at this game was like, "Eh, you know, it's at Oklahoma I'll favor it, but it's kind of a field goal. Now, if you're telling me, cause I, one thing Iowa state doesn't have, and we saw this last year when, when Ibrahim young, their safety transferred to Ole Miss a couple weeks before the season. Matt Campbell does a great job coaching them up, but they don't have depth. They don't have depth. Like, like your other schools, you know what I mean? Like that are really good. So I got them, I got them five and oh, to start the season, something to monitor. If Deckers is, is playing and some of those other guys, you know, avoid long suspensions, it might be a trickier game than we think. Cause it's a classic look ahead spot too, with Texas yeah, on deck. Um, yeah. But I got with knowing that there's going to be a shit ton of suspensions. Give me Oklahoma to be five and oh you. Yeah, I'm with you. I kind of wonder, like, Campbell is really good when people don't expect him to be good. So I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe he might rally and make it a, you know, a decent game and it not be a blowout because he does perform. If you look at his past teams, um, even when he wasn't at Iowa State, like, they perform well when they weren't supposed to. So something's telling me that if Deckers and whoever else is involved in this is out for an extended period of time, that he's probably going to feel like he's been there before and rally those guys up to be, you know, more competitive. And I mean, while I think Oklahoma is going to win the game, I think it'll be a lot more interesting than people think. Um, they do play Oklahoma really well. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go to five and zero, but I think it'll be an interesting game, even without Deckers in, yeah. in the lineup. I think that's their scariest game. I mean, if they can get. That, that's probably their scariest game out of the top out of the first five. Then comes the Red River Shootout in in Dallas, Texas. I'm not calling it the Red River Rivalry or something. Get the fuck out of <laughs> here! Uh, like, like you, I, I just love that. Like, like the shooter. It's like when they change the Washington Bullets. It's like the the Washington Bullets. It, you know, it's it's it means bullets. It means guns. Like, do you actually think the person that's about to go shoot something is actually gonna be like, you know right. what, you know what? I watched the Washington bullets last night. Rex Chapman was making threes. I'm going to go <laughs> shoot somebody. No, 
It's one of the more most ridiculous things. A shootout. We, what do we say when it's a crazy game? Oh, it's a shootout back and forth. Hockey has an overtime shootout. What shootout. The, yeah. yeah, it's so stupid. Three point, three point shootout. Yeah, in the NBA. So stupid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I mean, it drives me absolutely insane. Um, Texas won by forty nine a year ago. You remember an ass whooping like that? So that makes this game super interesting to me. Everyone's super bullish on Texas. I could totally see Oklahoma winning this game. <sighs> Give me Texas, but just because of the the secondary. I mean, I actually think Venables might end up being the better coach than Sarkeesian, but well, what are you doing here in this one? Yeah, I had a tough time with this one. I'm not gonna lie to you because you remember those games, 49 0, you were embarrassed. <laughs> like that, that's the worst loss in, in the in this rivalry. Like like since its existence. So you remember that. And a lot of those players that got beat like that are still on the scene. So they're going to remember it. And I mean, look, I'm really bullish on Texas. I'm one of those people who's bullish on Texas. And I just, I just don't think that Oklahoma's there on that same level with Texas right now. Maybe at the end of the season, they'll, they'll get there once the defense gets, you know, accustomed to some of these things. But if we just rattle off the first, you know, they're not going to be tested offensively by any of these teams. Yeah. Like, so yeah. this will be the first, this will be the first test for that defense. And no matter how good you look against Arkansas state, um, Tulsa, Cincinnati, uh, Iowa state without the quarterback, it's not going to prepare you for what you're going to do. Cause Texas has real weapons on the outside with AD Mitchell, uh, Isaiah Nayers back, um, uh, offensive line. It was super Wordy, young yeah. last year right. too. Yeah. Yeah, they started two freshman tackles and they held up against yeah. Alabama. Yeah. And yeah. you don't have the guys that Alabama has. So I'm going with Texas here. Field goal game. I think a field goal, you know, three yeah. or four points. Yeah. So five and one. Once again, folks, the over under at nine and a half. They get a bye week the very next week. Smarts. Who who do they know in the office? That's what I'm saying. This schedule. <laughs> Genius. Right. Genius. The Genius. fact that they get Iowa State in September, which I, I mean, I think there's a chance they might have known. That and then the Cincinnati thing, brand new head coach. The fact they don't have to play a power five, and then normally when you play that crazy rivalry game, the very next week you're always susceptible for the upset because you you just had a crazy, you know, high range of emotions there in those games. So nice bye week, and then not only that, now you host UCF, who's got no animosity for you. You still haven't really played any school besides Iowa State that has animosity because of the decision, the, the decision to really screw over the Big 12. So, uh it's homecoming. I do think this game is sneaky though. Like I am going to take Oklahoma to win this. I do think though UCF will be able to score on this defense cuz they got guys. You know, yeah, if Rice do. Plumley can take a little bit of a step completing passes a little more accurately I think it could be, I think it could be interesting. I'm still taking Oklahoma though. So I will move to six and one. What are you doing here? I'm with you you on the six and one. I think that one team that is like slated to, you know, fit in pretty well, like moving up in in class, it is UCF because they recruit at a high level. Um, They got a, you know, national championship winning coach who, who knows what it takes, you know, to, to win on this level. And if this was at the bounce house, oh man, I would be all over UCF, but yeah, Again, it's at Oklahoma, so I'm I'm gonna move uh, I'm gonna move it into the column into the win column for the Sooners. Yeah, and then uh, I know we gotta speed things up. I just realized they're gonna be in here 15 minutes, but uh, uh, at Oklahoma at te- at Kansas and at Oklahoma State, I mean, Eileen, I actually think they could lose both of these because that's the last time yeah. ever in Bedlam. I'm actually gonna take them to drop both. I'm I got actually- them losing to. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I, I got them losing to Oklahoma State and yeah. winning. Camp. I think they'll. I think. I mean, it's possible that they can lose both, but I think Oklahoma. I think Gundy. Uh, they usually play pretty well. Gundy. Ha- he'll have something for him. Um, and I'm that, not sure what they're gonna do with the quarterback situation, but yeah. Yeah, and then they're home to West Virginia, which I have as as a uh, I have as a win. They get West Virginia because I don't. They, they're probably gonna be coachless at this point, uh, as right. far as yeah. the, the firing Neil Brown. Then they're yeah. at BYU, which. Is very sneaky to me. Tough. That's tough. And then uh, home to TCU. My thing is, I think they're either going to lose to Kansas or BYU. I got them nine and three. What do you got them doing here, over or under? I got them going over. I got ten and two, but I, that BYU game does kind of give me a pause because BYU is going to be physical at the point of attack. They play a big boy schedule 
you know, when they were independent. So they're going to be used to, you know, the size and physicality. So I think BYU, I think they'll sneak by BYU and then TCU will be kind of that little revenge tour uh, along with West Virginia. So I got them 10 and two here, but there you go. I can see them going nine and three though. I can see them going nine. Yeah. I mean, TCU will get the last chance to, to, to take them out before they leave to the sec. It's going to be fascinating folks. Uh, Lante is on the over. Give him a yep, follow. Give him a follow on social media at XX Lante, L O N T E X X again. Uh, and uh, folks, uh, you know, make sure you check out his work. He writes college football as well. He's got spreadsheets. He's already been DMing me spreadsheets. It's been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, that, 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 that right there was impressed with me. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I like it. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, he's, college he's, basketball, too. I got him for college basketball, all of them, everything, all. All teams. I'm like, Let's I'm go. Locked in. Let's go. Beware what you wish for. Uh, <laughs> folks, subscribe to the college football experience. Uh, we're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Give us a follow. Uh, YouTube.com slash the college experience. Please hop on over to iTunes and give us a five star review. That's always good. Those five stars. Let's go. I don't even care if you call me a fucking idiot. Just give us five stars. <laughs> Boom. Let's go. All right. Uh, all right. Until next time, this is the college football experience, Oklahoma Sooner style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.